do you like it? Mo, mo, mo. How do you like it? How do you like it? Hey, that's all I know. Welcome back to another episode of Enjoy the Podcast. Uh, I am your host, Jared Brady. And yes, I got lovely Los in the building. In the jungle. <laughs> <Christ>. <laughs> and I got JD's gems hey. in the house. And we have a very, very special guest. <laughs> All right, we got Keandra. She is a licensed therapist. She's amazing at what she does. I actually did a video with you uh, with Shan. When was that? That was like two, three years ago. Yeah. It was a minute ago. Was it ago. that long ago? Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, wow. I remember when you came over and we did that that episode, and I remember telling you, I need to go to therapy, mm-hmm. um, which is so uh, – I still haven't went. I'll, I'll tell you that. I still See haven't my went. Face? I st- I still- <laughs> three years later, Jerry? Come on now. I, I know. I know. I'm dropping the ball. How did you even get into uh, being a, a therapist? Like, what led you on that path? That's a good question. So, honestly, my own drama and trauma mm-hmm. led me to it. So, a lot of people don't know the backstory of how I came to, but I came from a divorced family. Um, my parents divorced when I was 10. Oh. Domestic violence, physical abuse, verbal abuse. Yeah. At the same time, my sister got pregnant when she was 15 and a half. So my whole wow. family was just going through a whole bunch of chaos, drama, mm-hmm. craziness, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so I think that was the that was like the root of it all. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I figured if I could make it out mm-hmm. successfully, mm-hmm. you know, all of the things that I have done, mm-hmm. like I can give back and help other people through that. Yeah. So mm-hmm. most therapists come from their own drama that's right. like, the let's damn be real. True. cheers to that let's be cheers real. to that oh i didn't even let you do oh, the cheers I mean mine. <laughs> no you're good you're y'all good. not leaving me out cheers Boom. to that cheers i to mean that. it's coffee <laughs> hey, you know it, it gets the job it counts done. it counts I, I hey. it gets hey. the job done <laughs> well i mean you know what's interesting about that um i feel like and it, you can you can interject if this is real or not but I feel like there's not a lot of men who go to Trump or go to therapy. And I don't know if that's true. <laughs> I, I Can I interject first? Yeah. I don't think that's as true as we think it as is. As it is, yeah. Huh? I think it's somewhat true. Yeah. I don't think there's as many men that go as there should be. But yeah. I think more men probably go than we realize. I don't think that's men true. talk about going. That's I think true. we keep it to ourselves if we do go. I don't personally go, but... I don't know, like, the official mm. statistic of mm. it, but I think historically women tend to go to therapy way more oh, than sure, men, yeah. hands mm. down, yeah. right? Mm. Then we're not even going to get to people of color. That's yeah. a whole nother right. <laughs> statistic right yeah. there. The numbers but are just dropping just with dropping. each yeah, with each. But session. I honestly feel like as of lately, mm-hmm. there's been more men that mm. I have been come that has been coming mm. to my practice. Yeah. And I just think this cuz everything that's happening in general. Yeah. Like yeah. From all yeah. these black bodies and mm-hmm. you know killings and everything that's out there. People are like, "No, we got trauma that we need to address." Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. in order for us to heal our future generations and our children, like we have to deal with our own crap. Yeah. So I think black men and men in general are starting to come more and I'm here for it. Yeah. Like I yeah. am here for it. And you know, we talk a lot about We talk a lot about therapist of color mm-hmm. and while we're out here we're thriving we're amazing mm-hmm. right like you can come see a therapist that's you know young millennial popping hey, natural hey, hair it, you know it, all of it. that camera zooms in you know zoom on in you know <laughs> but in, on the on the real side it's like like historically mm-hmm. therapy has been like black mm-hmm. i'm sorry not black has been white mm-hmm. 
males mm-hmm. who are therapists, mm-hmm. right? So when you right. get someone such as myself and a different culture of people coming out and like, hey, I'm a therapist too and I can help you navigate your life. Like it's it's becoming like this mm-hmm. culture, this, yeah. I don't know how to explain it. Like mental right. health is becoming a hot topic and yeah. I love it so much. Like I'm so you, excited about it. Do you notice pushback at all when you tell people you're a therapist because of the indoctrinated kind of view of how we assume a therapist looks and is like, because I'll be honest, like, as you were saying that, I was thinking to myself, like, damn, as I was growing up, the the picture that was drawn for me as a therapist was, like, a bald, old white, white guy, guy with glasses. Right. That's like, how does yeah. that make you feel? Right, exactly. And I'm like, I'm this exactly. lively and popping in my therapy yeah. sessions. But see, that, 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 to your point, Lois, that's yeah. exactly why I think it'd be the opposite effect. Because yeah. if I'm if I'm a black person, male or female, and I'm having a hard time going to therapy, number one, and then number two, mm. I'm like, how can this old, bald, white guy relate to me? And I see someone like you, I'm like, can I have your business card? Yeah. Yeah. I'm more likely to go to you. That's the truth. So I guess, yeah. you know, to piggyback off of what you just said, what is the number one sign that someone can look into themselves and say, oh, you know what? I might need therapy. I'm <laughs> mm. oh, sorry. I thought you were going to say, what's the number one sign that needs therapy? <laughs> Oh, hey, we can go hey, there too. <laughs> <laughs> the astrology signs. <laughs> that's where you hey, were. Which, what are you? I'm a Virgo. Aquarius. Aquarius. Libra. Libra. Aries. Dang. Does that all make sense? Aries. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. So, so, but as, if if someone is 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 thinking about their life, thinking about their experiences, mm-hmm. what is what is the gauge to know? Like, you may need therapy. Mm-hmm. You know, you may need to take a look into this. Is there is there a sign, or is it like everybody should go? I feel like there's like two for mm-hmm. me. I know we were talking off offline before and I was saying that and and this kind of even goes back to what I was talking about when we did our last video with Shan. When you know internally like something is a little off, yeah. like you're just not 100% good, mm-hmm. you right. know, and you can't always pinpoint it. You can't say, well, it was because of my dad leaving me when I was eight. Like sometimes you can't always pinpoint that. You just mm-hmm. don't feel right, you know, yeah. whether that yeah. is depression, whether that is anxiety, trauma, mm-hmm. sexual abuse, whatever that is, you just know internally like I'm not good, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of like an indicator for me. And when I say I'm not good, like, I feel like that resonates with people of color a lot, but yeah. in other spaces they will be like, "Well, what does that mean?" Yeah, like, mm-hmm. is are you crying yeah. or are you, mm. you know, like mm. all of these symptoms? And I'm like, sometimes you can't always put words to stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? Right, right, it's right. just like that internal knowing. Mm-hmm. And I would say that's the first thing. If it's just a little bit off, mm-hmm. um, I would say don't wait. Yeah, because mm-hmm. we wait too late. Mm-hmm. Even in, even in couples therapy, there's a statistic that says like couples come to therapy seven years too late. Jesus. So think about the <laughs> seven years. That that's means fact. you should have been wait, on my couch wait, wait, so seven years ago. That, that means that's like as soon as you get married, you need to be in therapy. <laughs> like start right away. Literally, <laughs> he's raising his hand. There so, you are. Hey, hey, therapy's legit. We are. Yeah. And and so I, I said this. I maybe on the episode for trauma. Um, to to your point about married couples going to therapy, one of my really close friends who I look up to his marriage, mm-hmm. he told me when I found out that they go to the marital therapy, I'm like, you guys? In, in my head, I'm like, I'm doomed because if you guys are going to therapy, uh, there's no hope for me, right? Yeah. And he's like, yeah. why would you say that? And he said, people make the mistake of going to therapy when it's too late, number one. And number two, I'm going to therapy with my wife to maintain Mm, what you consider goals as opposed to trying to fight to get back to it because at that point odds are it's too late yep so my wife and i were going to premarital therapy 
Um, and and also word. obviously Why are you premarital laughing, counseling. Because, because, <laughs> premarital because, no, I'm not <laughs> laughing at the concept of premarital therapy. That's dope. When I hear certain words and things, you gotta understand. I I'm literally I'm starting to think I have like mental Tourette's. <laughs> It's I Asperger's. hear things and Asperger's. I, Asperger's. Thank you. I hear one word and it'll take me somewhere yeah. else and it'll make me giggle. So when he said yeah. premarital therapy, it made me think premarital sex. He wasn't having any, <laughs> and it just made him whole How moment. Did you in my, get I don't know. I don't know. I don't. We booked him a session after. I this. don't that's, know. That's what. That's the final Actually, conclusion. Actually, Jared and I, Jared and I are going to go upstairs, and Los will sit here, and you guys can have a whole. Yeah. Hour. I, yeah. I don't. I don't know how it and, works. And I the don't know how send him a full invoice connects. after and, that. And, and listen, the cameras, <laughs> full price. the cameras may or may not be rolling <laughs> while he sat here with you. But anyways, I so might yeah, send him two invoices because it seems like a lot. So I'm a double. I'll pay for one. <laughs> Jared will pay for the other. Yeah, don't, yeah. don't even worry. Let's yeah. not enjoy the podcast. Don't yeah. even worry about it. Yeah, yeah. So you're it. having premarital therapy sessions. So um, Jared asked you a great question, which is, what is a sign mm-hmm. that someone would need therapy? Um, I mentioned earlier that uh, in another episode that I've been in therapy since I was nine. I was obviously brought into it with, with my mom bringing me to the therapist, yeah. but I stayed in it. You know, I obviously had a choice at a certain point in time. And the reason why I stayed in it is because that was the only thing that I found answers to all of my questions mm. from childhood stuff to why I am in, in, in uh, certain relationships that I'm in, why I mm. act a certain way that I, you know, when I'm in a relationship, I have a daughter, you know, trying to get this all together, break the lineage curse, so on and so forth. So for me, I think it was just, I, I always say like, if someone wants to be better, yeah, they have to want that. You know, it's 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 in that sentence. The word want is everything. If someone's telling you to go to therapy and you just show up like, I'm only here because my wife sent me, you know what I mean? Like, good luck. I get that all the you time. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> that like that that's the biggest thing, but that comes from awareness. Yeah. Number one, and correct me, please, you you're the expert here. And the other thing is acceptance. Mm. I'm aware that I need to accept that I need to make changes and I want to. I love it. That's the key, wanting to, yeah. right? And I think yeah. you, like, first of all, shout out to your mama. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She had enough, like, wherewithal and yeah. enough knowledge to put you in therapy. I think yeah. there's a lot of parents who don't even think that, right? Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. may go to the church, girl, we got to pray for you. We yeah. got to lay hands, bring out the <laughs> oil. That you know? is what it is. That's Listen. what That's what I think, and that leads to a different, that made my brain go crazy because that was what was was passed to me yep you know yeah. it Same was thing like here. grew up in the church and that was like oh you go to god first you don't mm-hmm. need therapy therapy's for white people yeah therapy's for crazy people my, my mom's white that's the disclaimer oh. <laughs> so no, you're <laughs> so good full out, circle shout out full to circle. your white mama that's hey! full circle yeah i'm just kidding that's the it answer doesn't though. even matter though no but but you're right like you said it's for she, white people my white mom you said shout out to my mom she's white hey yeah. and i think to even go back to what you were saying going back to your original question about like what are the signs mm-hmm. like we were talking earlier about sometimes you can go to therapy when things are going well in yeah. your mm-hmm. life like you don't always have right. to go when things are a shit show right like yeah. again that's too late right yeah. like when everything is awry and mm-hmm. you about to go to jail and yeah. <laughs> you know all of these crazy things happen it's too late by then yeah mm-hmm. and so it's okay to process the good stuff that's happening right. in your life like right. i believe every therapist should have a therapist so i go see a therapist mm. Ooh, interesting right like y'all giving me all y'all stuff i yeah. gotta release it to somebody sure. too yeah. right yeah. and i think I have been processing with her lately, even though with COVID and all of these negative things happening, like the good that's been mm-hmm. happening. Like Beyonce mm-hmm. recognized my business. What? Y'all didn't know? No. no. Hey, look, y'all, Whoa. hold on. Yo, you've been touched by the bee? The bee. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
You got to give us a story. Beyonce yeah. and yeah. the NAACP recognized my oh, business amazing. out of 17,000 people for their hey. social wow. impact. Wow. Yes. Yeah. That is and so I massive. I passed out. I'm <laughs> sure. I'm yeah. sure. Like, yeah. almost passed out. But I had to process it because I was like, wow, out of 17,000 businesses, like, you chose yeah. me, right? Wow. And I have a tendency Beautiful. just as a person to, like, move on to the next thing, mm. right? Of like, mm. oh, okay, Beyonce recognized me. That's great. Like, what's next? Yeah. And I'm like, no, nah, I need to soak this in mm-hmm. because it came with a check. Yeah. Ooh. See, that's different. Hey, now. When they recognize and they reward, <laughs> it just hits a little it bit different. It came with a different. check yeah. and it had a, a comma different. in it and some zeros. Mm. So, mm. We love that. We yes. love that. So I had to soak it in. You yeah. know, so yeah. I want to encourage people too, like just soak in the good stuff that's happening. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you don't always have to go to therapy for the, the not so good. We got enough of that. Yeah. Right? right. Like sometimes right. your therapist want to hear something good too, mm. you know, about you. Like, right. yo, like <laughs> tell me something good. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I do with my ther- my clients when they first come in. It's like, tell me something good that happened. Because mm. they have the tendency to go straight to the bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's right. For me, that was like when I think of therapy, I think of like, dang, I got to go here because I'm fucked up. I got to go here because I'm all twisted up inside and I need to get it untangled. But you said something to me offline that kind of got me thinking was like, you have to process the good. You know, like we're taught to not really, I mean, for me, and I can't speak for everyone else, but like I kind of am programmed to shy away from compliments. I'm kind of programmed to like not accept, you know, not accept the good things and being Mm -hmm. like, okay, that's supposed to happen. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to move that to the side and figure out what's wrong. And, um, you know, that kind of was like a mind like e- explosion for me when you told me that because I was like, dang, you're right. I did have a lot of good. I-, I bought a house. I got a baby. Like these things need to be processed yeah. because it is good to and process celebrated. them and celebrate it. So yeah. like that's yeah. such an interesting way of looking at it, a reversal of therapy of like, no, therapy is just to process things that happen in life, mm-hmm. good and mm-hmm. bad, mm-hmm. you know. And so. Well, the, the other thing, too, Jay, is like um, people always ask, you know. When, so things are good, right? And people are like, well, why are you still going to therapy? It's like, so what I always I always put, I spin it on them. I'm like, okay, you go to the gym, right? And you're in shape. That guy's supposed to just, that girl's supposed to just stop going to the gym. I got no. my six pack. I'm good now. No. It's the same thing with therapy. It's yeah. like, it's a people, gym for your mind. It's a gym for your mind. Yes. Oh, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> and you got to, if you don't use it, you, you know what I'm saying? You yeah. lose the kind of thing. So yeah. for, for anyone out there, like it's, it's beautiful what you said, Jay, is like, I think people, when they think of therapy, the, f- the first emotion is probably negative. Oh, mm. something's wrong with me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, I got to go fix this. Mm. It's like, well, no, no, no. There's there's multiple reasons as to why you'd go to therapy. And like you guys are saying, a lot of it is good. So I think it's important that people understand that in case they're thinking about therapy. It's like, it's not just going to be a, a, a you know depressing moment to go walk into the door, sit in the couch. I'm here, fix me. It's like, no, let's just have a conversation mm-hmm. and let's work through all the good and the bad that, that you're going through. Yeah, and I think because we're talking about both sides, like the good and the bad, people will probably feel like, dang, I'm going to be in therapy forever. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm cool with that. Like forever, ever. And I feel like there are people who love therapy. I love it. To the point where they go too, <laughs> I can't say too much, but they, they use it as a crutch, right? Uh, Versus like mm. them trying to problem solve and figure out their own issues, right? Mm. It's like, I can take you a certain step, but I'm like, let, let me see if you learn what I taught you. Mm-hmm. The so, stuff we didn't process, like, let me see if you could, you could really work it. Mm. So I think for me, 
you don't have to go like every week, mm -hmm. right? But mm -hmm. I think when moments of time pop up in your life, like you should go, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. say for me, I have been in therapy for the last, almost the last decade. Mm -hmm. It hasn't been every week, but it's been mm -hmm. on and off when things pop up, mm -hmm. you know, good and bad and in between. So mm -hmm. I don't want people to feel like they're doomed. Like, dang, I'm gonna be in therapy for the rest of my life, spending all these hundreds of dollars. But it's just like, go as needed. Mm -hmm. so, so, I have a, so I have a question for you. Yeah. How does someone know enough is enough for therapy? So that's when your therapist, who is supposed to be a good therapist and mm -hmm. not just taking mm -hmm. your money. Right, right. You know when your clients have hit a goal mm -hmm. or a marker. So most mm -hmm. of my clients come in with a goal or I help them say, okay, well, look, you're trying to have a better relationship, right? Or you're trying to become less anxious or mm -hmm. whatever the mm -hmm. case may be. We have a treatment plan, mm -hmm. right? And so once you start hitting the markers and them goals, it's like, you know what? I think you can fly yeah. on your own, little birdie, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't mean that you can't come back to therapy. Yeah. It just means maybe we should, what we call discharge for now, mm. see what you do out there on your own. Yeah. And mm -hmm. if you flying and soaring and, you mm -hmm. know, doing, cool, you don't need me anymore. Yeah. Right. But if you come into a bump in the road, you can always come back. Yeah. So that's I beautiful. think it's just, you know, once you feel like you're hitting those markers and those mm -hmm. goals, that's when, that's when it's time to kind of like pull back. Yeah. And, and I ask that for selfish reasons, to be completely honest with you, because I, I go You're to. like, when should I end? No, yeah. no. Well, because I, I um, so COVID allotted a lot of time in my life. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm not working. I want to get better. Let me up my therapy game. As it was, I was going once a week, mm -hmm. right? And then we moved to virtual, as we talked about offline. And then I was going twice a week for myself and then once with my wife. So I was in therapy three times a week wow. from. And I will honestly say that's a lot. It is a lot. Yeah. And I was, and this was like February to like June, July. Okay. Every single week I was like hitting it, but it was working. And when the work works, just like the sound, bring it back to the gym. Hey. When, you, when you start to see results in your body, you become obsessed, right? Yeah. And sometimes it can be an unhealthy obsession. But for me, I started to see results in my marriage, my, my relationship with my daughter, my relationship with my friends, and just overall, especially mentally, I started to see results. So I became obsessed with it. Mm. But one thing that, that I always like, always hone in on is I can sit on the therapy couch or we can do virtual three times a week all I want. But if I'm not applying what I'm actually learning, you know, the, the action, right, of it, that how many how many clients do you know that just show up every week <laughs> so and, the, and it's the same problem, different day? And you're like, why are you even here? You're not why, applying. Some of my clients, I'm like, why are you paying me? Mm. <laughs> because right. literally you're coming in <laughs> saying the same thing every week. I'm giving you tools, right. suggestions, recommendations, and you're not applying it. You know what I mean? And yeah. that blows my mind. I think some people are just naturally stuck in some places, right? Yeah. And that's why I say, if you've ever listened to me, I say that I'm therapeutically ruthless because I have mm. that loving, kind, nurturing effect. Mm -hmm. But I also give you a little kick in the butt too, like, bruh. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I'll have candid conversations with my clients like mm -hmm. so you told me that last week but you sitting here not doing nothing like what's really good mm -hmm. you know and that realness sometimes is what puts people in action yes. to like move to move forward alright so like I'm sitting here hearing you guys talk about therapy and all these good things about it but how do you start right like how do you actually like let's say you're out there you want to find a therapist do you just google therapist like what are things to look for when you're looking for a therapist 
That's a good question. I mean, there's so many different ways to go about it. I right. would honestly honestly say the first like starting point for me would be to tell people to te- check with their health insurance. Like if you oh. have health insurance, they have therapists on yeah. staff, right? Mm-hmm. Where you only got to just pay your little copay. Some yeah. people's right. $10, $20, $5, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Some people feel like their health insurance don't have people that they're looking for, right? Like I have a lot of people who come to me, all the therapists was white, and I I want me a black therapist, or Mm -hmm. I want me a Latino therapist, Mm -hmm. or whatever. And that's when you start looking outside of Mm -hmm. your network. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so you can Google, of course, that's easy, but there's actually directories out there that's geared towards specific things that you need. So there's literally Mm -hmm. a therapy for black girls directory for black women. Therapy Love for it. black men, Love it. right? Love There's low-cost therapy called openpathcollective.org, um, which is literally $30, $60 therapy sessions. Mm. Um, inclusive therapists, like if you're LGBTQ+, yeah. plus, mm-hmm. I mean, you name it, there's directories there's out for there. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's one leg. Do you know off the top of your head any of the names of those directories? There, there were the names I just oh, said. Oh, so therapy, let me drop yeah. them. Oh, let sorry. me drop them for you, just in case people want therapyforblackgirls.com. Oh yeah. wow, that's the <laughs> literally. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can't beat. There you go. Can't beat that. <laughs> Therapyforblackmen.org. Dot org. There you go. There you go. There you go. He's dot a dot org. org. He, he loves a dot org. He loves a good dot org. So he's like, say less. Yeah. That's he's funny. Openpathcollective.org is the, hey, the low cost one. Racking up the dot org. Listen, the dot orgs is here. Okay. I'm going to check out Open Path. I'm cheap. You know what? <laughs> go ahead and go to that site now. He's like, let it. me look it up Open right Path now. Open Path what? Openpathcollective.org. Perfect. Mm-hmm. You going to therapy, Les? Yeah, I'm going to go to therapy. Hey, man. don't hey. make a commitment that you're not going to keep. Take mm-hmm. Jared with you because Jared mm-hmm. said he didn't go yet Couples either. therapy? Yeah. <laughs> you want some couples therapy with you guys? Let's go. Yeah. Let's do it. That's good. That's good. But how do I know which one is right for me? It's like a relationship. So this is where it gets tricky, right? right. Because after you have those phone conversations, yeah. You have to figure out, again, which one is for you. So Mm. you might try out someone who's in a particular modality or whatever, and that might not be your jam, right? And you'll have to switch to something else. So like he said, it's kind of like a relationship. So you just have to try it out like you you can't. You just kind of therapist hot. Go on a couple of dates. Yeah, you got to go on a couple dates. Go on some therapy dates. dates, See what's popping with the other person. And you're paying for it, too. It's it's a real date, except there's no chance you get lucky at the end. (laughs) Zero chance. Well, well, you may get lucky. Is you find, you find a great therapist. Yeah. Unless right? you're Mike Lowry. Mike Lowry. I know what? the reference. I know the reference. Unless that you're Mike Lowry. Yeah. Dang it. He yeah. slept with his therapist? Yeah. Oh, he did. He did. He did. Yeah. Well, speaking of dating, um, so me and Shannon got some flack um, over the therapy situation because I said in the last episode that. I got a lot over a lot of my trauma mm-hmm. from being in a relationship with Shan. Mm. And it was a trigger for a lot of women because they Dumping felt like... Dumping problems on her? Yep. yep. They felt like they've been in relationships with men where we use our girlfriends, our wives, as therapist. the therapist. Oh, and so what do you think on that <laughs> Not subject me. I alone? don't do that. And, and, and I'll give you two points. I'll give you two points. I'll give you that question. Yep. And then I'll give you the question of, like, do you find that when you go on dates... Do men, when they find out that you're a therapist, <laughs> try to yeah. yeah, do your friends try to get free sessions <laughs> or, on you? <laughs> or they hey, run. Hey, girl, can I ask you something real quick? Or they run. <laughs> yeah. They probably the run. First of all, I love you and Shan. Like, yeah. you guys are one of my favorite couples of all times. Like, when y'all call, I'm like, yes. Yeah. What, what are we going to do? <laughs> Where? How? Like, easy peasy. Easy yes for you guys. 
And what I believe that you were talking about, and I tell people this all the time, mm. is you can be in a relationship with someone and it'd be a corrective experience for mm. you. Mm-hmm. So that means you can be with someone who literally secures all of your insecurities mm-hmm. or majority of them, and you start to heal mm. some of those wounds, mm. some of that trauma, right? And I think that's kind of what you were getting to. Like, yep. you found a life partner with someone who just gets you. Yep. Y'all gel well. You know, the BS that you experienced in previous relationships mm-hmm. are not the case here. Yeah. And it feels good, yep. right? And so it wasn't you dumping all of your stuff on her. Or she dumping all of her stuff on you. Like, you guys just gelled well together, and yep. it's healing, yep. you know? And if people are mad about that, then they need to get their life. Yeah. And you know the thing, what, 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 it, what it was, it was like, I, I had, because I, it got me thinking about it and I was like trying yeah. to figure it out like what what triggered you this way and I think a lot of it was because they'd probably been in a relationship where somebody dumped all of their problems and then they couldn't elevate the the partner after them trying to fix them and so what really what really was for me what why I changed when I got with Shan was because I cared enough about myself when I got with her because I was like I need to be a better version of me mm-hmm. so i was elevating myself because of shan shan wasn't like challenging me to elevate it was more of a more of the other way around like dang she's such a great woman i need to get my shit together mm-hmm. and it wasn't like i was just bringing my baggage and throwing it on her yeah, yeah. because i think right. most people the misconception is that you need to be whole before you get in a relationship no that's not necessarily true you need to find yourself you know, I think what it really is, is you need to find somebody that is going to ch- not challenge you, but going to inspire you to become whole. You want to find the complimenter. The complimenter. Not the complicator. <laughs> Come on now. But yeah, so. That's so the, but that, almost, that's really good, Jay. Yeah. That is super good. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I, I my was, mind is going all over the place. So I'm, I'm, so I'm going to give you more. Okay, go so for it. So he just gave go me the alley-oop, man. I got you. So for me, I'm realizing right now. <laughs> I did that in, uh-huh. in my marriage. I, I, so my therapist um, in June hit me with something that completely blew my mind, changed my life forever, and 1,000% saved my youth of a marriage. Wow. <laughs> we were eight months in, and he saved it. Mm-hmm. And he gave me this. He said, only you can complete you. My wife kept telling me, I feel like I'm not enough for you. You make me feel like I'm not good enough for you. No matter what I do is not enough. I'm constantly uphill battle, uphill battle with no reward. It's almost like I am taking, right, and not giving. Yeah. And that's why I think a lot of women had triggers. So yeah. side note. Um, so he told me, he said, what is it going to take to make you happy? And I was like, uh, like that was the hardest question someone's ever asked me. That should be a layup. of That should be an easy. Yeah. It's not, though. It yeah. is truly not. And so I had to really dig deep and he, he was so good he said now because i gave him a couple answers he said of those answers you gave me how many of those can your wife do for you zero None. zero Dang. was the response <laughs> is the correct answer and i went in the house that day and i you i might as well have won the lottery i was jumping up for joy i'm like babe i got it i figured it out like i felt like i finally got the master key to all the locks and I told her, I said, it's not you, it's me. Hmm. I have to truly work on what it's going to take for me to be happy for me, with me. And I apologize for putting that on you. Because I did. I was like, you need to fix this. You need to do that. You need, you're the missing piece to my puzzle. Mm. Do something. Yeah. Mm. And we could be good. 
And she was like, hold on. I said, what? And, and I was like, and I, I remember looked at her. I was like, no good? Yeah. <laughs> I swear to you. I swear to you. I was like, what's the problem? What don't you understand? Happiness is an internal job. Mm-hmm. Period. Right? Like, you, there is no person that can make you truly happy. That has to yeah. come from within. Yeah, so when we think true. about getting into these relationships with people, what is the, the percentage of of any of us being 100% whole. That's yeah. literally impossible. Yeah. Right. Literally yeah. impossible. So yeah. if we're waiting to be 100% before we get with someone or whatever, it's probably never going to happen. So you have yeah. to come into the relationship with broken pieces of yourself. But again, yeah. that goes back mm. to that wanting to fix it, the right. wanting to do right. better, wanting to change and do right. all of those things. And I think the people who got triggered by that comment from you were just literally feeling like probably jealousy. Let's, mm. let's call it what it is. Like, mm. dang, he got this. They mm. got all of that. Mm. And why why couldn't I get that? Mm. Right? Or why the last guy I dated, you know, mm-hmm. couldn't be what, what Jared is mm-hmm. to Shan, See, you know? And, and that's what I think and it is. And comparison will yeah. thing on the you. thief of joy. Mm-hmm. Man. But I wonder if, if a lot of women, right, who were just giving to mm-hmm. these men and yeah. these men were taking, taking, taking. Yeah. Now these men are leaving. They're leaving the relationship. Okay. They're leaving the relationship with all that they took from her and they're now they're better <laughs> on to the next and this poor girl sitting there like thanks for coming out yeah <laughs> i just elevated you yo and that's then, the question i want to ask what am i left but then with? it goes back to boundaries right like at some point if you're giving a man everything or your partner right. everything right, right like right. at some point when is the other person, when are you going to say Shame enough on is you. enough? Shame on you. So it goes right. both ways, right? Like you have to know like, okay, I've been pouring into this person and there's no reciprocity. I mm-hmm. talk about this all the time. Like yeah. relationships should be reciprocal in some areas, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And if they're not, we need to reevaluate and say, hold on. I've yeah. been giving you my joy, my happiness, my peace, my money, yeah. my time, and you haven't given me anything. Right. Mm-hmm. Then maybe you're not the one that I should be in relationship with at this yeah. time. So I, I have this thing. I, I personally feel like men change for two reasons. Tell Wim- me what the two reasons are. <laughs> women or money. In your experience as a therapist, if and when men come to you and you've seen some real progress, some real change, what is it ultimately the result of? I never thought about those two like that. Take your time. <laughs> he <laughs> like, I, I just stumped I, the therapist. You know what I'm I saying? I think it's all women. <laughs> I don't think we change for money. I, I think, think we all change for women. Yeah. I think we, ch- we, you start to want to get more money because you realize you ain't going to be able to get you no women. Get women. You won't be able to keep a woman <laughs> if you don't have any money. Like yeah. the, right. anybody that I know that isn't trying to elevate his situation financially, like he usually doesn't do very well with women and yeah. isn't very worried about that. You know what I mean? Like, I think you elevate yourself as a man mm-hmm. purely because of women. That's what the therapist answered. But that's, yeah. I, I, I honestly never thought of it that way, but mm-hmm. I think you guys make some valid points. But yeah. I also feel like that might not be something that men just come out and say, right? Like, no, no, nobody some, wants oh, to admit. No. But they, we all want to <laughs> be like, oh, no, I did it for myself. No, like, but, but from no, your, if your it was just for yourself, you'd be crusty-assed and just working at whatever job <laughs> is going to put food on your stomach. So you from, do, yeah. from your experience, you that's don't. 
I think I agree, low key. Hey. If I really had to look at the men that came to see me and what their their motive was or objective to mm-hmm. like the work, doing the uh, work, mm-hmm. it probably was some woman at some point. Yeah. That yep. Your ass need therapy. I'm tired of you bringing your <laughs> shit in here. And don't come back until I see the sessions, until I see the invoice. But but the reason like, you know, Jerry was talking about Shan and, and you know, he got some flack as he's saying, but. Um, he was singing her praises on one of the last episodes, just mm-hmm. saying like she was the catalyst mm-hmm. of all, you know, to to make me think I need to get it together. Yeah. My, my wife, a hundred thousand percent, is is the same thing. So, you know, we owe it to to our better halves for you know making us all. There you go. Oh, the B? <laughs> or something. Oh, yeah. I was, was like, hold on. <laughs> yeah, you had a little fly. It was Mike Pence's homeboy who yeah. landed on your on your, on your shirt for a second. <laughs> Literally, pulled up on you real quick. Literally. <laughs> Uh, oh, I have another question for you. And now we both have glasses on. Got your stun shades on. Yeah. Mm. Um. <laughs> so <laughs> we gotta go get ours. We gotta go yeah, get what's ours. Up? <laughs> what's up, bro? This could have been you, you look, but you playing. You, you look up, like bro? Janet Jackson and Poetic <laughs> Justice. <laughs> that's more accurate. I said Shaft, but that's more accurate. You know what? Hey, bro, don't be mad. I got the Fight the Power outfit on. <laughs> It's the hat. Hold the fist up. It's the hat. The hat I got is. To fight the power. That's, that's the YouTube thumbnail. As as the kids say these days, <laughs> it's giving me Janet Jackson and Poetic Justice vibes. Poetic Justice. But that's cool. Okay. So, JD, what you got? So, question for you, and I'm just putting myself in the shoes of the audience. Mm-hmm. What happens when one person is willing to put in the work and the other isn't? And it's a lazy ass to work. That's what happens. And in a more specific experience because we have a lovely therapist on our set today what happens if someone is willing and wanting to go to therapy and the other one isn't listen that happens all the time but i tell people like you cannot ever try to change someone else's behavior Mm. and you also can't make anybody especially a grown man or grown individual period do something that they don't want to do talk to them so it has to come from it has to has to come internally Mm. now sometimes the internal desire comes from outside pressures Mm. right and this is another another thing that i've seen and this is what gets people into therapy when their partner comes and they're evolving Mm. Growing, becoming self-aware, leaving them in the dust, their tri- literally elevating themselves, yeah. and their partners here, yeah, right, and then they see their partner growing, and they're like, wait, 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 I need to catch up, right, right. and so then they'll start. Let me go to therapy. Let me read books. Let mm. me do, take some classes. Let me do what I need to do. Mm. And so sometimes it just takes one partner being like, yo, I'm about to leave you in the dust because mm-hmm. my right. own healing and process is more important than right being with you, yeah. being yeah. left behind. No, I think, and so that that's important, and and I guess. That was kind of me <laughs> in, in my marriage. I mean, I was starting to get into books, um, but then it, it totally changed when I realized I was the weak link in, mm. in, my, in my relationship. Mm. And, and I yeah. was holding us back, you know. So I was like, okay, let me meet you to where you're at, and now let's elevate together, right? But, um, but I wanted it. It's back to that. You know, a lot of people just think, you know, point the finger. It's not me. It's them. It's not me. It's them. And they keep taking the same them, right, into a new relationship trying to think they're going to get some new results. Sadly mistaken. That's that's not how that equation works. I agree. And also, too, you have to realize that you have to create and cultivate an environment for your partner to grow. Mm. So if you Ooh. nagging, Ooh. I got to say that again. Yes. <laughs> you got to Same, create no. Same for the people in the back. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for you to say it. I was waiting for Jaden to say it. I knew he was going to say that shit. 
you have, I don't remember exactly what I just said now, but you got to create an environment, mm-hmm. right? And cultivate that environment for another person to grow. So if you nagging, you nitpick, nitpicky, or are you, you know, blaming that person on every single thing, like that's not going to make them want to grow, you no, know, yeah. but just like mm-hmm. lovingly encouraging them. And I think that's, that creates an environment for that person to say, you know what? I'll at least try out this therapy thing mm-hmm. or I'll at least check into, mm-hmm. you know, some of my mm-hmm. triggers or whatever the case may be. Yeah. So for us guys, right, sit, sitting here. We're guys. We're guys. We're men. We got room keys. What do you think it would take? Because when you say all, I'm assuming majority of those all are men, okay, who don't want to go to therapy, right? What it, what yes. would it take? What would it take for a man to be like, you know what? Bump that. It's a new day. I'm not the one. I'm going to go to therapy. I want to make a change. Like, aside from women, mm. let's say someone's single, yep. right? What would it take for for men to be like, you know what? Depression. It's, I think it's a depression of women. Whoa. Okay. I, don't, I, I can't really think of any. Okay. That's that's yeah. that's, that's fair. Very valid. Um, I think you know, for me, um, uh, when I started to realize that sometimes my processes will be delusional. Like mm-hmm. if I experienced something and it was heavier than it actually was, mm-hmm. or if it was like something good happened and I didn't really celebrate that good thing because mm-hmm. I'm always expecting something bad to happen. Right. Um, you know, I have a tendency when things are starting to go good, mm-hmm. I have a tendency to be like, you know what? This is going so good. Something bad is around the corner. That's me, man. And so those are when I started having those type of processes, I was like, you know what? I may need to work through some of this stuff because mm-hmm. if I'm always expecting bad to happen to me, what does that say about me? You yeah. know, as yeah. far as like my something's off, mm-hmm. something's off because it doesn't really work that way. Yeah. You know, that's, and, that's and me so, too. 100%. Yeah. That, I, I don't know. I kind of feel like you, you need some of that. Yeah. I don't, that's I don't fair. feel comfortable in a, in situation. a comfortable situation, I need yeah. some. I need to be on on edge a little bit. I need to, you know, keep, keep walk, on your toes. Walk. Yeah, because if yeah. I'm, I, you know, I, that I get complacent, I get sloppy. Mm. I need to be uh, like I. I need that smoke, and I. I feel like I've lived in the smoke for so long that um, I don't necessarily. Maybe that's an unhealthy thing, but I almost don't want to get out of it because I'm so used to it, and I feel like having that edge all the time is also something that drives me mm. you know what i mean keeps yeah. like you say keeps you on your toes i i kind of i don't want to get to a place i don't think where um i'm not expecting uh, not necessarily expecting but i'm not preparing or prepared for yeah some shit you know what i mean i don't know maybe that's not healthy i I think what you guys are both like mentioning is what yeah. we would call like a trauma response. Mm. I think a lot okay. of people of color, like we grow up, like I'm grew up in Compton, right? Like right. we know gangs, violence, mm-hmm. struggle life. I told y'all my parents were divorced, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was used to n- bad things happening. Right. Yeah. And so I could, my body was conditioned to like yeah. something bad is about to happen. Something bad is going to, I never mm-hmm. anticipated something good. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we grow up thinking that that's normal. And it's like that, that necessarily isn't, it's a response to all of the things that we've been through now, trust and believe there's times where you need to grind times. We need mm-hmm. to be on your right, toes. Right. right? right. And mm-hmm. all of that stuff. I think there's a lot of validity to what you were saying, but mm-hmm. from, from that childhood perspective, like mm-hmm. it definitely is a response yeah. that we're, we're just, we're just so used to and it becomes normal. Yeah. Right? Well, that's that's like for me, I mean, 
and, and maybe it's the broken home thing, yeah. right? Because we're constantly having to move and is that adapt all and we adjust. Have in common, all yeah. Of us? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. but what it also is 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 I was saying this last time is it's an automated negative response. Yeah. And and you know he been in therapy. The trauma thing. <laughs> he using all the therapy well, words. No. Okay. <laughs> hey. Automate. Yeah. What is it? It's the book. <laughs> It's, it's, it's that book I was telling you about. So I'll, I'll let the people in, in on the on the secret, which is which is share the plug. Yeah, we might as well. is so mad. Look at him. <laughs> he, he's rolling his eyes like, Ugh. Uh, automated pet. negative teacher's response. Teachers, teachers, no. I just, I can't. I, I really shouldn't hate that. That that shows the work. Shows the work, brother. Shows the work. Works. No, but, but still. <sighs> but but I think it's uh it's it's a good follow up because the other question I have for you is you know if there's people out there who are who are aware and accept that they need to make some changes, yeah. whether they're in a relationship, they're single, they're dealing with some childhood stuff, whatever it is, but are still, mm, I don't know if I could do therapy. Can we talk about some books? And and the yeah. only reason why I had the automated um, negative response is, is from this book I'm reading called Cognitive Behavioral Therapy. So CBT, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's 10 strategies to deal with, with anxiety, depression, and childhood stuff. But mm. um, I know you're an author, right? So I, you have two books. Five. So, um, but no, I just think, you know, if any, any book recommendations, or, start with yours. Yeah. Start with yours. So <laughs> absolutely. You got to plug yourself, absolutely. right? Yeah. So I have a book called staying sane in an insane world, a prescription for even better mental health. Can, mm-hmm. can totally. we get any more relevant? And I wrote that a few years ago. So I was futuristic on the title, mm-hmm. you know, because it's relevant for right now. Mm-hmm. So that book is a small pocket size book. And I made it yeah. that way on purpose oh, because Take don't nobody got time to be yeah. reading 500 page books these days. Right. Yeah. So that book is out there. I have another book called Hard Work or Harmony. That's all about a go-to mm. relationship guide for women, um, how to have healthy relationships with coworkers, family, friends, oh, all beautiful. of that. Mm. Um, but some of my go-tos. Yeah, let them know. The Four Agreements. Mm. And I believe his name is That's Don Miguel. Right Don Miguel Ruiz. Ruiz. Teacher's pet. Don Miguel four, Take that. The Four Agreements. Hey, I'm Mom. on your team, bro. No, I'm shooting at Lowe's. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't even roll my eyes on that one. That one's that's fine. You didn't have to. Don Miguel Ruiz. That one is a game changer. Yeah. Like if yeah. you live your life by those four, you are you'll be good. And they're the simplest four they things. It's like they are. it's not rocket. It's like be kind is one of them. Yeah. But that's so overrated. Or don't make assumptions. <laughs> Underrated. Um, and that's yeah. so hard to do. Manage your expectations. When you assume yeah. you make an ass of you and me. I mean the first three letters Los of assumption gyms. is ass. So you and oh. E, when you assume you make an ass of you and Look me. This. Look at this. This is beautiful. See? That's great. There you go. <laughs> Good for you, Lowe's. I know things. I know things, too. Points, you, you points I know things. You see how he celebrates you? I'm when happy you for you, Doc. No, I'd rather he, I, I want him to roll his eyes back. That's an Y'all automated negative response. Boom. Hey, he's, now he's a therapist. Now, this, now is chess, not checkers. Oh, this is chess, not checkers. This is I'm not even, to see, this is the thing. He's, I'm not, he's, I'm not he's, even playing. King Kong ain't got I'm not even playing. Now he's not playing. You took his ball and went home. You're playing. With yourself, took his ball and went home. You're playing with yourself, but you've been playing with yourself. <laughs> so you, I'm, you, I'm pulling you strings. You mentioned uh, books. Yes, <laughs> my other all-time favorite is attached, and that Ooh. really goes into. You Wait, know, is that is that a, a attachment theory or is that something yes, else? Yes, it's okay. all about attachment theory, I'm which I don't think one. we talk about enough in this world. <laughs> but if you try to have a healthy relationship, you need to know your attachment style and Ooh. you need to know that of your partners. Mm. Same thing with the five love languages. That's one of my favorites. Come on now, JD loves that right. one. How are you loving all the ones that are? You're preaching because he's secretly a therapist. Honestly, JD needs to just <laughs> go to college. 
You need to just go to college, <laughs> get your degree. Hey, low key, you should. And then you know what? If you do that, I can't roll my eyes at you. And you can't take away JD's gems because if I yeah. go to college, yeah, he's done. No, I'm, I might have a I'm, whole no, Rolodex. No, I'm definitely <laughs> taking it away then. No, if but, my therapist was like, "You ready for a gem?" I'd be like, nah, bro. <laughs> Anyways. Not, so, not ready for you to drop Jeff. So in my last relationship, um, that was the first relationship where I had premarital therapy, uh, which we were just, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend. But nonetheless, I was like, I want to figure this out. I want to be better. I, I'm I'm the common denominator. And, yeah. mm-hmm. and our therapist at the time recommended Attached. Um, actually, sorry. She recommended the five love languages first because it's kind of like a dumbed down version of Attached. Attached yeah. is heavy. Mm. Attached. Attached will get your whole life Listen, together. And, but you got to be ready for it. And, and, and. I'm gonna let you explain the book. This this is your platform right now, but can you just give people a little bit of a brief of what the three attachment styles are? Yeah. So there's actually a few other ones that have been up in the air, mm. but there's a secure attachment style, which yeah. is the one that we're all striving for, that mm. we want to be it's like the you, anchor. The anchor. Mm. Yeah. Not too many people are securely attached, mm-hmm. even though that's the goal. Then you have anxious attachment style, right? Which is kind of like the fear of people leaving you you mm. know what i mean or you know like you raise your hand that's you <laughs> that's well it's also it's, it's, yeah it's a lot of women yeah as, as well it's, it's, he's not calling me back he's not texting yeah. me back oh, he yeah. didn't respond back in three seconds yeah. what he yeah. didn't he, he put too many hearts he didn't put enough exclamation like right. all of this stuff and it's just like chill mm-hmm. that's an ancient attack uh, anxious attack i don't do that like that but i'm i'm <laughs> you know you, I think you and I talked about that one a little bit last it's episode. Yeah. Oh, I'm abandonment. Yeah. Is that what I am? I yeah, that's yeah, yeah. But wait, is there an abandonment? No. Okay. No, no. Oh. the other one is avoidant. avoidant Which are, oh, maybe yeah. that's the one. Which most men. Oh, okay. Most yeah. men are avoidant. Yeah. I think I'm a little bit of both. And you could. There could be. I think a, it's a pie chart. Yeah. A little mix. It's a pie chart. A little bit of everything. It's a pie chart. Sprinkle <laughs> a little bit of all of it in there for me. <laughs> I got it all. I'll take it all. <laughs> take a little bit of all that shit. Pie chart. But yeah, that avoided attachment style is like you don't ever want to get too attached to someone. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah no, it's that's just like <laughs> oh, we get to that point. It's just like nah, oh, yeah. we're too close. That is us. That's yeah. what you're talking. That's, I'm like I'm like I'm like eighty five percent. Avoidance at fifteen percent anxious. That avoidant is that uh, always keeping you on your toes, expecting something bad to come around the corner. Oh shit! You know, expecting that this relationship is gonna go bad. Damn! It's like a self fulfilling (laughs) prophecy, right? You're putting that energy out there, saying, "Hey, this relationship is going to be trash," and then when it actually is trash, you're like, "Oh, see, it was trash." I don't want to talk about this anymore. (laughs) (laughs) You put that out into the atmosphere and created that for yourself. Do you see a lot of people when they come into therapy? wanting to get help for i mean i guess we kind of touched on this but wanting to get help because of their relationship is failing or their business is failing or the career should i say hmm. which one is more hmm. more on the side Good question a lot of the stuff that i do because i am a relationship expert like a lot of the things and the clients that i see are specifically for relationship issues mm. right whether that's romantic or like we said family friends co-workers like all of those are relationships too yeah. right and we don't talk about those enough because mm. okay. family <laughs> mm. and friends mm. Yeah, mm, it's right. Can be a whole different ball game, right? So it's not just the romantic I'm in love or want to be in love stuff. It's like, nah, we got to get those family relationships together. That is so true because I always have the saying, like, if you cannot hold down a relationship and you're trying to figure out what's the issue, look at your relationships with your family and friends. Mm. Is your relationship with your friends and family always good or are you always following out of your friends or your friendships? Are you always, like, cutting off another family member? Are you always having problems with different people? So I always tell people if you're if you're if you can't figure out your relationship or you can't hold it down look at the other relationships because those aspects of yourself will still come out in close relationships that they do Uh, but is that i was gonna say i don't know if that's fair because in 
and I don't know if it's you our don't have point. To take it. No, you don't have to take that. Well, advice. well no, I'm this gonna, is what I'm going to yeah. say. I I get what you're saying, but I think sometimes we're like I'll just use family, for instance, because friends it doesn't really apply to this, but we we give our family passes to to inflict trauma on us exactly. because they're family, right? We, and that we, we and didn't choose them. We didn't choose it. And I'm not saying that you. There comes a certain point where maybe you do have to, you know, remove yourself from situations because right. it is harmful. But right. it takes a long time until one you're able to do that, mm-hmm. you know, physically. Mm-hmm. Like as a 15 year old, you can't unless you're going to sue for, you know, to emancipate yourself. Like, and that right. how, how how easy is that? So sure, sure. so you're you're kind of stuck. And then at that point. It's getting, you know, you're getting ingrained into that culture with, you know, of allowing yourself to be traumatized under the guise of family. So mm-hmm. I think you can have really fucked up relationships with your family and it's not necessarily your fault that it is like that. Now, there is a burden on you after a while if you want it to get better to improve it on your own, because obviously your family who has fucked you up, so to speak, is not going to go out of their way to correct those things and get you right. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's really fair to just say, like, you know, I, I don't know. I could well, be I'll wrong let, here. I'll let, I'll let JD go yeah. and then I'll address both of you guys. Yeah, so. Well, the, yeah, I was just going to say, you can't choose your family, right? You can choose your friends. You can choose your, your, your partners. I think with family, it's tough because there's so much history there. Like oftentimes when I, I'll take it to personally speaking, when I fight with my mom, my sister, I'm the closest within my family. It escalates so quick because we have so much resentment build up, past triggers built up, past animosity, past jealousy, right? And so we're arguing about we should have had, you know, sushi and now we're eating pizza. And it goes back to you were never there for me. as, And I'm like, whoa, whoa, what? You know what I'm saying? So there's so much history. And with friends, most of the time, there's some history, but it's not like birth well, history. Friends, I think what you said is completely <laughs> so wait, fair because you pick wait, your friends. Let me, give me one thing to, to attack. Yeah, to, to, yeah good, good, to, good. So... One, I think that you have triggers with your family. Yeah. So mm-hmm. if you are blowing up over sushi, mm-hmm. there is some triggers in you about anger that will bleed into your relationship. Because, you, yeah, you're close with your family, but if you get in a relationship, you're going to become family with that person, depending if you're going to be a lifetime, like your wife. Mm-hmm. Those triggers will come out on your wife. Uh, yeah. Hold on a second. That's loaded. I guess what let me try to explain a little bit better. And then, all right, what are you thinking? Well, basically, what I'm saying is, I think you're right, but I also don't think it's that person's fault. I don't think it's something that you can blame them for to a certain extent because you, I'm, I think there's triggers getting yeah. involved here because I'm not blaming anybody. My right. whole my whole point is that you have to look at the reasons why relationships fail in yourself to mm-hmm. better yourself. Okay, I agree with you that. You can't yep. always be like pointing the finger like, well. We don't have a good relationship because you were fucked up to me. I 100% agree with you. So if if you can't get into a relationship, which Mm -hmm. is the next step from family, because you're choosing, you're going to become close with them. It's Mm -hmm. the next step. It's just as close as your family, Mm -hmm. especially if you're building a lifetime partnership. Mm -hmm. The triggers that you have with your family will show up in your relationship. Some of them may. Not all. I, well, think about it. If if I'm not faithful as as a partner in a relationship, it's nothing to do with my relationship with my mom. It's nothing to do with my relationship with my sister. Uh, I mean, unless your mom got cheated on all the time. It's buried in there. No, it's It's buried. Yeah, no. As I was saying, and I figured you were going to go there. But I guess what I'm saying is, is like, at the end of the day, how I am as a son will have some effect as to how I am as a husband. It'll be how I am as a father, especially Mm because that's, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, your parent. I just think 
we give family, someone said it here, we give family passes because they're family. I'm not necessarily going to give my partner a pass because of whatever happened. I'm not necessarily going to give my that friend. That would arguably be heavier with your partner than if you're giving a pass to your to your family yeah. and you're not giving the pass to your partner. That means that those triggers and those those emotions will be even heavier. You will give less leeway for your partner. Well, we have a mediator here. So <laughs> yeah, how, um, do you, how do you He said he has something else to say. Oh, no, no, I, I, um, I would rather you step in right now. So the funny <laughs> thing is that I always say that, like, how you manage relationships as adults, all of it stems from your childhood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? I think we so all agree with that. 100%. Right. Yeah. So when you talk about family, right, it's not necessarily the relationship you have with your mom. We're talking about the whole thing, mm-hmm. like the mm-hmm. whole dynamic of it. So okay. you're saying, like, you cheating on your wife. Wifey, that's not what we're saying. Yeah, no. <laughs> you cheated. If, <laughs> if, some, if, if a man, speaking. if a man cheated on his wife, a right. man, if not, a man not cheated on his wife, yeah. you mentioned like, oh, that has nothing to do with my mom, but it could have been because mm-hmm. right. we've all come from broken homes, or your mom could have been cheated on, or she could have been the cheater, you know. And yeah. elements of how she handled her relationships they mm. get passed down, and sure. so we don't yeah. talk about the things that get passed down that's unseen. Totally. I, okay. I, I, I think. Uh, yeah. I Are think we going I, two different directions? No, no. I think I went a different direction. I didn't. Um, I'm just I, gonna sip my drink. Yeah. No. When, <laughs> when I heard that. No. I when said. I heard that. I think what what I thought was the the relationships that you have with your <laughs> with the tree <laughs> with the, yeah <laughs> with your family like present day meaning like if you have a messed up relationship with your family. I I, I stand by that though. Well, what I, and see, I think that I, stand by that I think that part of that might not necessarily be your fault because I I understand I understand yeah. what you're saying and obviously that's that's, that's kind of I guess where I was going as okay. well. Okay, but yeah. I don't. If you have nothing to go off of, what yeah. Do you mean? If you have no relationship other than you haven't can't hold down a romantic relationship. Oh sure, sure, yeah. right. You have to look at the other relationships in your life. Mm-hmm. Right. If, if granted. You may have a fucked up uncle who did some fuck bad things to you and you don't want to talk to them. So you cut them off. Mm-hmm. Right. Don't look at that relationship. Right. Look at the other relationships in your life. Look at the way you communicate with your sister. Look at the sure. way you communicate with your mom. Look sure. at the way you communicate with the people in your life. I, I agree that you have to find the yeah. reasons where you are like, OK, I am aiding to this relationship going yeah. sour. Yeah. Not the not the relationship that like molested you or something. Right. I'm not talking about those relationships. No, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about the relationships that you have ownership in on these things failing. I agree. And you can't we can't. You can't go through life being like all of the relationships that I have mm-hmm. are not my fault that they went sour. There has to be yeah. ownership involved. I, I 100% yeah. agree with you. I, I believe, I told you on the episode with, you know, dating as a guy, I was like, a red flag for me is a woman who can't take accountability. Yeah. That says a lot about you. If, yeah. if everyone else is at fault That's but you, one. I'm like, okay, I'm yeah. not going to be the, the next one in line. You know what I mean? But I guess... What I was trying to say was... Well, that's g- where I meant when I said you think you guys have triggers with your family. Yeah. Because I think when you hear that, you're thinking of the person that did you wrong in your family. You're not thinking right. of the person you did wrong in your family. Well, yeah, but, but that's... I mean, I don't have a close relationship with my third cousin, is what I'm trying to say. So I brought it to my mom and sister, who I'm the closest with you in have, my family. Let me, I'm being therapist mode right now. Right. Do you have anything that you have to own from your your relationship with your mom? Of course. We all... Yeah. I'm. I'm... 100%. So you did exactly what I was saying. Which is what? You looked at that relationship and you looked at the reasons why maybe your mom did wrong things to you. Mm-hmm. But you looked at that relationship and was like, hey, I have to take some ownership. In these, and these are the character flaws that I have to change. Totally. Because that's in my control. I can't control my mom. I can't control my partner. I can only control me. That's my point. 
I don't know what I don't know. I have to, you know what I'm gonna have That's to. I have to go back and listen to what you said go, again. Yeah, I'm a little. You said can whatever. You for no, me? no. Th- I, I actually think we both agree with you. You just must have whatever word you said that triggered us <laughs> that made us think like there was something in the there. The word that I said that triggered you was the relationship with your family members. No, that that doesn't trigger me. There's something you said. It was a word that made me say what? <laughs> family members. No. I think it was family members. That Maybe. was what the trigger I have was. a good relationship with my, my family. Except, I mean, my father's relationship has been repaired. That, that that one's messed up, but like, but you're saying that you can't look at those relationships because you may have not been the one that did it wrong, right? Right. So that's what I'm saying. I was going to say that based off of what Jay was saying, that we were looking at things, or the, this conversation in particular, specifically about we we're thinking about the exception and not the rule, right? Mm-hmm. So we thought about all of the different ways or relationships mm-hmm. of family, friends, coworkers, whoever where what he said wasn't valid, right? We went to the extreme. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that's what I'm doing is I'm thinking of the few people that I know who have had such fucked up family, like from birth, that what he says isn't really fair to them. And yeah. I'm, and that is, you're right, that is the, the rare ones. I, don't, I, I think if I was to be fair and apply it more, you know, generally, I think he's probably right. But yeah. I think that that was some validity to it because there will be some listeners who mm-hmm. were saying, no, 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 my right. relationships were trash from the beginning and I had yeah. no choice, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's valid to acknowledge those people too who, who yeah. may be experiencing those. And so I can see both That's kind of, that's what I was experiencing. But what are the chances that every relationship was not their fault? No, I listen, I am 1,000% a man of accountability. Yeah. I, I learned that from every relationship but my marriage. So yeah. I hear you when it comes to taking Even accountability. The, let's say the people that, that had really bad relationships with yeah. their family and every person in their family did them wrong. What are the chances that in their friendships, in their coworker relationships, yeah. that they are not the problem? No, but, but let's stay with family. Yeah. Because w- what I'm trying to say is, and maybe Los, you can, you can help me out here. Like my relationship with my dad is also repaired. Mm-hmm. I have been wanting since birth mm. to have a great relationship with my father, the best we can have. He didn't want that. Mm. That's not my fault. Mm. No. I can't take that. That's not, that's my point, though. Like you, keep, But your resentment to that can carry over into your relationship. It can, which abandonment issues is definitely where it's going to carry over. So that's what I mean. But but, but I know. But what but what I'm saying is because you said like your your family relationships are a good indicator of how your relationships are with your with your romantic. And I'm like, but my relationship with my dad is not necessarily all my fault. That's not your only family member. My relationship with my mom is not all my fault. That's I know. But there are parts there in there. A hundred percent. are. So that's what I'm saying. But, I'm not saying but, to okay. excuse what they did. I'm saying to take ownership of what you did. And I am agreeing with you. Yeah. Over and so over the with that. The but is it can't be. An, we can't just sum up. So if you're on a date, okay, and let's say the the guy or girl is just like, you know, you're trying to feel out this exact situation. How's his relationship with his mom? How's his relationship with his dad? How's her relationship with her dad? Does she have daddy issues? Does he does his dad leave him? Does he, does he have, you know, mom issues? And you're trying to work it out. And they're like, actually, I don't have a relationship with my father. That's not an indicator as to who that person is. I never said that. But that's how I took it personally. I know. As I said, the beginning when I said, I said, I think you guys have triggers when it comes to that. Okay. I'll repeat what I said, and I'll even, like, take it over again just to so, Don't dumb so it down you, for me. Just so, say what you no, got to no, say, no. Dom. I'll, I'll, I'll switch it over again. Don't say it for the people no, in the back. No, wait, wait, wait. Say no, it for no, me. No. What I'm going to do, do is I'm going to say it again, and I'll, I'll pull, pull the other one over so that you can see that I said the same thing. I said, look at your relationships other than your romantics. I right, said, right. look at your relationship with your family. Correct. Look at your relationship with your friends. Look at those relationships to yeah. see how they are turning out. Mm-hmm. 
It is not limited to family. You had triggered by the family, so you went, I don't have a good relationship in the family, and it's not my fault. And not all my fault. And see, I have great relationships with my friends and families, and I have trash romantic relationships. Yeah, helpless. So I, that's another reason I don't think that's a completely accurate statement because, like that right there, I my my relationship with my mom, my sister, my brother, the only relationship. Are you single by choice? Can you be in a relationship right now? Um, I'm probably not completely single by choice. So you want to be in a relationship? Uh, somewhat. Yeah, I don't Do know. Do you have anything in your relationship that you've pulled over from your family since we said it earlier? Abandonment. Uh, yeah, uh, the only, I guess, bad relationship I'd say, um, and it's it's been repaired and it's still a work in progress. Is me and my father. Um, my mother remarried when I was like twelve or something mm-hmm. like that, and mm-hmm. so my stepdad. Well, it's my my dad. He adopted me. Um, me and him and my mom. We have you know all good relationships there. Um, but yeah, so the only, you know, rocky relationship that I had family wise growing up was with my father. Mm. He had a question to you, though. He said, could you be in a relationship yeah. now? Because you said all of your romantic um, relationships are trash. I I don't know. I mean, I've tried. I I have I have I have issues that I have to work on. I have a, I know I do. I have stuff that um holds me back that I have to take care of. I don't think I'm in a good place to be in a relationship what right are the, now. What do you think are the characteristics that you have that are f- flawed in the sense of where you're coming into romantics? Like, where do you, what do you think they, that they are? Um, I mean, definitely the abandonment stuff from my childhood. Uh, what I'm saying, more so, like, how do they uh, manifest in the relationship? Do you just, like, leave it before it's over? Oh, no, like, I, I look for reasons to run. Mm. I look for, like, exit points. Or I look for um, once I feel like somebody's getting too close, that's when I start to, like, put my walls up even more. And a lot of times, I don't even take the walls down. Like, I have walls up to start with that, you know, they're just um, leave me seeming cold and uninterested and un, like unattached to the person. Mm. Mm. And and do you think those show up in other areas besides romantics? Um, I don't know. So when you're talking right now, Lewis, I'm like uh-huh. that. That is one thousand percent me. I am a person. I told you this with with my wife. To this day, I'm working on letting her in completely right. in. I have a because, but that's abandonment. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's abandonment because I'm so afraid that if I don't take control of the exit strategy, you're going to leave me and I'm going to just be back to childhood, back to feeling all the things that I felt. Mm, and yeah. I don't ever want to go back there. So I think anyone, correct me if I'm wrong, and, and that's I think it has a lot to do with it. And that's yeah. something that, you know, I'll hold you accountable. You hold me accountable that we have to continue to work on because the only way my wife feels like she's enough for me is if I allow her to be let in. Right. There's probably yeah. a lot of your exes that are probably, if they're watching, are probably sitting there thinking, hey. I could answer that question. <laughs> if, if they're probably like, he never let me in. Yeah. And well, I mean, to your point, I've had people, not people, but I've, somebody actually messaged me and was like, I've learned more about you in like three episodes of this podcast than I did, you know, quote unquote, dating, dating you for over a year. Wow. That's Dang. deep. Wow. That's super deep. But, but th- that, is that not growth? That is 100% growth. Yeah. But I think he mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> Can you deal with that? <laughs> Watch the podcast then. Hey. But what he just mentioned was, again, going back to that attachment style, that mm. avoidant, right? Yeah. That's yep. massive. Super mm. massive. But one thing that I really want you to think about is if you're having great relationships with your family. Right. 
and even some of your friends. Mm -hmm. Pull some of those qualities that you're engaging with with your family and friends yeah. and trickle those over to the romantic ones. So it's it's like you got the skill set already. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Like you got the tools to have healthy relationship. You're doing yeah. it. Mm -hmm. But now you just got to transfer it. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's not going to be easy because you've had a wall up. Right. But now, as right. you start to kind of slowly and don't do it all at once. I mean, and I'm mentally pushing back right now. Like in my head, I I'm like, I'm your like, body language, you like, well, I'm, also, like, I'm also cold. I'm also cold. <laughs> I'm also cold. It wasn't the arms. It was the eyes. Okay, that's fair. Like, yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay. I was gonna say, don't don't look at the arms. It's definitely <laughs> it okay. Cold out here. It the arm, the eyes for sure. No, because as you're saying that, I'm like, like, well, how the hell am I supposed like? And, and that's I'm a thinking great, to myself, like, you're talking about romantic versus, like, platonic. Like, how the hell am I supposed to take the platonic things? It's easy. It's so easy for me to trust and I, I, I don't I, know I, why. And I, be I gotta, vulnerable with, with Jared as opposed to a woman, which is really weird to me. But I, I find that odd. But, Los, remember we had another episode where we talked about how you're territorial. Yeah. And how when I came onto the show. You were like, mm, not yeah. really feeling a third member here. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm cold. No, I'm cold right now. There's a there's a breeze going up my shorts. Right. Well, but um, I think your apprehension of what I just said uh -huh. is because you know that you have it inside of you to be capable to do it. Yeah. It's just the application, the the work mm. part, right? Yeah. Because okay. it's not gonna come okay. easy. Like, right. let's be clear, right. Right. it's not gonna come easy because it doesn't come natural to you. You're gonna have to yeah. be intentional. You're gonna have to. Okay, the next girl, I'm kind of feeling her. All right, let me let me open up a little bit. Mm. and then see how she do mm. oh that wasn't so bad okay let me give her a little bit more mm -hmm. you know like it's yeah. going to be a process for you mm -hmm. and i guarantee the more you do it then it's like building a muscle like yeah. you know yeah. what i mean like it'll yeah. come natural to you over time mm -hmm. so yeah that'll be your task that's your homework but, assignment no but also those there's your therapy homework yeah. assignment 100 percent. and you're already there but what does that She's mean already what, there. hold on hold on hold on, hold on, hold on. I, hold on. I, I got one more <laughs> I got, uh, I got, I got one more. I got one more. You're, you're already there because <laughs> yeah. you said something earlier that you said, okay. I don't like being comfortable. You got to be not, kept on well, your toes. Well, yeah, but not with, not like but with the, romantic but, relationships. But what I'm saying I like is being comfortable there. Like, no, but, but you're able to be uncomfortable in every aspect of your life, yeah. but relationships. You already know how to do it. You're just not applying it to the one oh, thing. Oh yeah, I see what you're so saying. So just apply it yeah. and see. And, and but this and, is my thing is like, what does it mean? Open up more. Like what? It, like, hey, you want to talk about when I was six and my dad didn't no, come see it me? We talked about this like, last episode. But even then, I didn't. I feel like I don't. I still don't really know. Don't close like, the. I'm not gonna talk. I'm gonna let the therapist. <laughs> yeah, we got a whole the therapist door. here. Don't close, don't close the door. Yeah. But also, when those conversations happen, like mm, allow them okay. to happen. Sometimes we. We take the direction where it's just like a dead end, right? Okay. Like our closed end. See question. that that relates to me for sure because there's definitely times where I closed in answers so. where I'm led to the door and it's like you can open it and instead I'm like, eh, let's go back down here. I don't like this yeah. door. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, that makes right. sense. Okay. Mm -hmm. Growth and comfort cannot coexist. Mm -hmm. You can't yeah. grow and be comfortable as hell at the I same agree time. With it's that. literally 100%. impossible. Success, yeah. failure. Don't don't say a word, Jay. Success and failure go hand in hand. Okay. I didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> we had a whole episode where you didn't want to be a part of. We were going for three hours. Anyways. <laughs> anyways. So you have you have the capabilities. Yeah. I think I think you know what to do. Yeah. You're just well, literally I do now because we've had a therapy session. We've had a real hey. therapist. The, the other thing is like, remember, you're in control of the door. Yeah. Right. So if you want to touch the doorknob and take it back, because that feels like too much for you right, right now, you're in control of how much the door opens, closes, all of that. Right. Yeah. And so. Mm -hmm. Well, like the way that you described it, like in my head, the way I, I see it is like you're in my house. My follow up question is, is you have isn't there a fine line, though, between it's my way or the highway? 
with, yeah, with control issues. With what Los just said, though, like this is my house. If I don't want to open up that door, I'm not going to open it. If a woman is like, but what if I just want to take a peek? You know, it's, it's always your way. It's always what you want to do, when you want to do it, when you want to talk, when you don't want to talk. Where's the balance? I think it's also about a part of like the comfort level, right? Because if we rush him too fast mm-hmm. to open the door wide open and yeah. say, here's what this room looks like mm-hmm. with all my secrets in here, mm-hmm. right? And this person yeah. doesn't take good care. I'm never going to open room, that door again. He's never opening it again, ever to anyone. Yep. So you right? will change for a woman. The that's right what, one? That's what, yeah, that's what changes people. Yep. Women, oh, I thought it was going to happen again. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I could see it happening. Yeah, I don't no, know like what said. you did to God, man. He's slapping you. He's man, slapping you. He's like, wake yeah, up, yeah. motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. Get your ass in therapy. Turn down the whole set. <laughs> you know? But, yeah, uh, he would never open that door again if so, if yeah. he let someone in, yeah. right? And that yeah. person ho- that person also has to be ready to go into that room, yep. right? right? Because right. what if what's behind that door might be team too much for them to handle? Yep. And right. then they don't handle mm-hmm. it with care, yeah. right? They drop the ball, and now he like, see, mm-hmm. I knew this stuff wasn't working. Keandra was lying. Yep. F this therapy stuff, right? Yep. Yeah. Like, yeah. it has to be a careful process. Like, you have to do it inch by inch, right? right. Like, this is the whole chess not checkers thank you thank you well i i will say uh i'm let me be living proof to you los my wife did that for me Mm. she was that safe place she Mm. was that safe space every single time she never left she never dimmed my light she never made me feel she never judged me right she was constantly that person and in the the beauty of her internally is that she didn't even have to say it she just provided it for me. As I said in one of our last episodes, like the be- the the reason why I knew my therap my, my first therapist was the perfect one for me is because he just listened to me. He just listened. He advised sometimes, but ninety percent of the time he let me talk through my stuff. So when you're around, you know, that that's how I honestly feel. Like I knew one of the reasons why my wife was the one is because I felt that safe space that I can combine and I can be vulnerable, I can be transparent, I can just be myself. Right. So I'm living proof and hope for you. Cool. That uh we we also just got to make sure that the person that he's with is your wife, the, have the elements of your wife, right? Yeah, because not my wife, all, but yeah. Not your wife. Sorry. Right, right, right. Yeah. It's your wife. Sorry. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's not what we're Plot saying Plot twist. <laughs> elements Say it's cool and all, but that might be a little bit odd. <laughs> a little awkward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, no you're, you're right. You're right. You're right. That's because yeah. let's be real that yeah. there are some women out there who are trash who yeah. will ruin him, yep. right? Either intentionally or unintentionally. Mm-hmm. And so he also <laughs> I'm fragile. <laughs> and Handle so we also care. have to make sure that that person is the right person to open the door for. Right. Yeah. And that's right. that's full circle. That's how you find a therapist. It's like dating. It's like you find that connection, that unspoken. Well, Keandra has already made it quite clear. <laughs> She's unavailable. That she is unavailable. <laughs> yeah. So, well, but keep trying, Los. I'm no. sorry that I'm booked, but I can give. I We're gave glad you all you're the resources. booked. We yeah. are glad I gave you're you booked. All the resources. You did. Yeah. You did. Yeah. Well, shoot. I mean, this has been a pretty amazing, amazing oh episode. Before uh, we wrap up, can real quick, can you run down your books for us? Yeah. Absolutely. One First of all, time. thank you guys for having me. Like, oh, thank you for coming. Thank you for being here. No, thank crying. you. I am, I'm freezing and I'm emotional. <laughs> I was like, there's the clickbait. I'm cold and I'm crying. <laughs> but thank you guys for having me. It's dope thank you to for sit coming on. on this couch with men, hey. men of color, hey. and have a candid conversation. It just doesn't happen often. Yeah. So shout out to y'all for doing it. Yeah. For thank being you. honest, thank open, you. and for having me. 
Um, yeah, you can find me everywhere. Dog on it. Yeah, let them know. <laughs> let it. the people know. Let us know. Where let they them can know. Find where can we Keandra find you? Jackson. Yes, you can check me out at KeandraJackson.com. Hey. You can purchase all of my books there. Staying sane in an insane world. Hard yep. work or harmony. Yep. Reach your greatness. The yep. art of healthy relationships. And I have a book on speaking called Speak Up. Speak your Up. Hey. Awaits. Hey. So all of those are on there. I'd be happy to send out some social media. Social media. Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. All of it is at Keandra Jackson. Damn. And my name is spelled K-I-A-U-N-D-R-A because y'all going to get it wrong. <laughs> We're going to put it in the show notes. Yeah, it'll be it'll be there, but also, you know, if you're listening you want to get a head start, yeah, there it is. Well, there you have it. Yeah. yeah, that was a good one. Thanks to our guest. Thank you so much. Thanks to y'all. you guys enjoyed the podcast. The podcast. <laughs> there it is. Enjoy.